Hello, everybody. Welcome to Vineyard Community Church. As we continue on in a series we're doing called You Have the Words. You Have the Words of Life. We're looking at things that Jesus said. Uh, two major reasons we're doing that. One, uh, it's always important to look at things that Jesus said. Uh, that's how we learn and grow. He was our model for life and ministry. <clears throat> Secondly, I'm sort of using it as a uh, teaching tool to share with you uh, one of my favorite sort of devotional um, things that I do, which is to take a passage of Scripture or a verse and think about it for a week uh, or two weeks or a month or whatever it feels like and really ask God to help me use my holy imagination to kind of really, you know, focus in on it and, and see it from different angles and sort of explore what was going on and... Uh, you know, I, I certainly in my daily reading want to want to cover you know a chunk of scripture, but um, then I, I like to pick stuff and just say, okay, I'm gonna while I continue reading on, I want to think about this, what was going on, what can I learn from this, and what will God show me through this, and what will the Holy Spirit illuminate to me if I just take some time to really dwell on it. And so, um, that's my encouragement to you. We've looked at some really neat stuff already that Jesus has said uh, throughout this series, and. I would probably go another six weeks or so just kind of tackling things that he says that I think are um, uh, just wonderful things to look at and, and consider. And uh, today I want to talk about what it means to be a disciple because I, I don't know that we've spent much time really considering that and looking at that and what that means and um, even the terminology and how we use it today. So I want to dig into that a little bit. So that's where we're heading. That's the intro. Transition is always a bad joke. On Wednesday nights, we're studying the book of Genesis. I have a bad book joke about that. Uh, what did Adam and Eve do after they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden? They raised Cain. See? How long did Cain hate his brother? As long as he was able. No? Okay, this I have a, somebody texted me a bonus joke. Actually, it was Pastor Billy. So if you hate this one, you can tell him. What is E.T. short for? Well, he has those little hairy legs. Little bitty legs. Okay. Little, little. Scripture reading. John chapter 15. Beginning in verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. I want to focus in on verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's what I've been thinking about. What does that mean? Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Well, obviously part of that is bearing fruit, but, but uh, as we you know, yield to the Spirit and as we continue to walk in Him, but the idea of showing ourselves to be His disciples and, and what does that even mean and what does it mean to be a disciple? And, and so that's the first question that I have there in your notes. What is a disciple? What is a disciple? I, I think we all know the word, but it's not a word that we use sort of regularly. And even um, church lingo-wise, I think oftentimes now we talk about being believers or being followers of Christ or, uh, um, you know, maybe moving away from the terminology. But I think it's good terminology 
um, what is a disciple. The dictionary defines a disciple this way, as one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another, as one of the twelve in the inner circle of Christ's followers according to the gospel accounts, or um, someone that's a convinced adherent of a school or individual. So that's a dictionary definition of disciple. And um, I think from that and just from the way that we sort of look at things, we have a tendency to try and define a disciple as a person who does certain things or who understands certain things. And so I think, you know, that's, that's true to, um, uh, to a degree. It's partly true because um, a disciple will do those things. But I think that this is what we're looking at, that the heart of a disciple is really all about loving God all in. That, that that's what this whole thing is all about. That, that as disciples, um, we're, we're to be moving in that direction, that we love God all in. That, that God desires for us to be in a passionate, um, intense relationship with Him. And that, that's what the good news is really all about. It's the heart and soul of being our uh, disciple because of our all-in love for Him, we will do certain things and we will understand certain things, but it has to be from, from that way around. Not, not well, I, I'm going to do things and understand things and because, you know, that's what I'm supposed to do, but because of the fact that I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, and because I want to live for Him because of all He's done for me, and because I want to live all in, then, then out of that will come this understanding uh, of certain things and, and uh, a doing of certain things in the process. But these things are done out of a love for Him, and they have to be born out of a love for Him to be true disciples. It has to come from a place that just loves God all in. Otherwise, it just is about rules and, and sort of outward changes, and it's not enough to sustain us. And so, so being a follower of Jesus, being one of his disciples, is, is more than just understanding certain things and doing certain things. Um, it's, it's all about loving him with all that we are, and, and that, that love then changes us um, as we yield to the Spirit in the process. So with that in mind, um, I, I wanted to look at a few verses. What I, that was the next part of the process was let's look at what Jesus says about being his disciple and what that means. And so one of the ways we, we understand this whole process and this all in love for him, secondly, is that we'll hold to his teaching. He says, if you hold to my teaching, John 8, 31, 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now that's an amazing verse. If you'll hold to his teaching, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free, and that's what happens in the life of a disciple. Again, not about a bunch of rules or, you know, just outward change. It's about loving God all in, and as we love him all in, um, and, and we, we choose to live, uh, you know, how he teaches us to live, how he shows us to live, then it says we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. We'll find, you know, that, that, that thing deep in our souls that we're all searching for. And so to hold to his teaching means that um, our response is, um, our love response to him is trying to put what he teaches into practice into our own lives on a daily basis. You, you've heard me, you know, talk about that here. I have, a, I have a little thing for that. It's about living by doing the next right thing. Um, it's one of the things that I say all the time. But this is a, a heart response of a disciple. My heart's desire is to live for Jesus, um, and, and I want to do it his way. I'm not looking for shortcuts. 
I, you know, I'm aware when I, when I uh, start going my way instead of his and I do what I can to change it. Uh, you know, I, I don't you know, want to just sort of sneak over any of this. I'm, my heart's desire is to live for him all in and, and um, to live out what he teaches us, to all these things that we're looking at, to really live them out uh, in our daily lives, you know, the things that, even some of the stuff we've looked at, like he, you know, what do you, what do you really want? Remember when he asked that? What do you want? And I, I said, you know, I, I think that the idea is, well, I just want what you want, and, and really start trying to live that out, kind of letting go of some of the things that we get focused on that, that may not be, you know, the, the best thing in our lives, and, and uh, um, you know, the, do you really want to get well? I think about that all the time. Am, am I willing to continually let go of stuff to, to live for him, and find out what he really wants and, and uh, to do the things that he teaches and to, to make that a part of my life and it's not a it's not an overnight thing it's a it's this process that we're in but my my heart yields it wants to yield you more and more to, to live more and more like him and so this is the idea of holding to his teachings believing what he said uh, and, and taking it in and then trying to put it into practice in my life not just sort of a uh, you know I think some people settle for sort of a head knowledge of this stuff and and um, it's not enough uh, it needs to it needs to penetrate into our actual lives uh, and and that's what God is looking for in our lives then another thing about being disciple number three if you love one another if you love one another John 13 34 and 35 this is what he says a new command I give you love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another remember you know in our verse we're saying you know showing ourselves to be his disciples here's another way we talked about this um, just a few weeks ago and, and uh, maybe two weeks ago and I brought this up that this is sort of the you know the benchmark um, that, that this is what the world is looking for that if we're going to pick out a thing that really you know makes us moving in the right direction of, of discipling disciple living it's loving well and um, we're, we're ultimately to be living examples of God's love I, I think about that all the time that's another great one just to process you know I, I said a couple weeks ago that that when, when the world looks at the church, that should be how they see us, and unfortunately they don't. They, we should be the greatest examples of love on the planet. Um, the, the greatest example of love. That's, how, that's what people should feel. That's where we should be at. And, and yet, I don't, don't know that we always do that as well as we, we should. I, I don't know that people always define love very well, which is why I love, you know, what Paul says in, in 1 Corinthians 13. Um, I did a wedding a couple of weeks ago. It always reminds me when I do weddings where, where he really defines what love looks like. You know, he says love is patient, right? First Corinthians 13, for love is, love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes perseveres love never fails and I think about that definition of love and you know I've I know we've shared this before but it's a it's a great sort of resource to have um, so you can you can see how you're doing you can see you know how other people are doing you you can you can check all sorts of stuff I mean all you because you know that that's a that's a picture of, of, of God's love right you know God is patient 
God is kind, all those things are part of who God's love is. And, and so, you know, we, we should be able to, as we are yielded to Him, living out His thing, we should start, you know, being able to put our names in there. Uh, you know, Steve is patient. That's, and that, I've joked with you before, I always get stuck there. I wish it didn't start with that one. I wish it started somewhere else in the list, you know. Steve is kind sometimes. Steve can be kind. Steve is patient, not like he should be. Um, and, and you know, you, you start looking at what that looks like, and then, you, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I loving like that? Am I, am, you know, Steve does not envy. Steve is not proud. Steve is not rude. Steve is not easily angered. Um, uh, you know, and I'm aware of how much I need to sort of get a hold of all those things and move forward. Uh, and you know, I don't beat myself up over it. It's just a realization that I haven't arrived yet, which keeps me in a good spot. Um, keeps me from going to the, the proud spot because there's a lot of work to be done because it doesn't take me long to, to, to sort of fall into uh, bad spots in any of those areas and you know that's part of the reality of, of this whole thing so, so, if, so if that's one of the ways that, uh, that the world knows we're his disciples you know it's showing ourselves to be his disciples it's something that we all need to be constantly working on I, I think if um, if there's nothing else do that one. Love well and, and challenge yourself all the time. Use that list to challenge yourself. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's an amazing list of what love looks like. And it's, you know, it's really easy to get sort of humbled and back on the right track in the process. And don't give up. I mean, just because we, you know, I don't think we'll ever hit it until Jesus comes back, but we can certainly get better at it. That's, uh, you know, I've said that. I, I will say that again. That's my hope is that at the end of whatever my race looks like, that, that, that I have made improvements in loving well. That, that, you know, I could look back and say, you know, that God has knocked off some of those hard edges and uh, softened me in the areas where he needed to so that I can love better and love well like he does. So, um, think about that in this process and what that looks like because that's a big part of what we do as disciples. And then he says, and we looked at this in our verse today, if you remain in me, John 15, 5 through 8, let's look at it again. I'm the vine... You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So, so part of this process from what we, what we just read is that if we remain or abide in him, we will bear much fruit, which will show that we are his disciples. What does that look like? You know, abiding in him, remaining in him. Fortunately, um, scripture clears those things up as well. A couple of neat verses that talk about what that looks like. Little letter A under that one is this, that remaining in him is believing that he is God's son. 1 John 4:15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him, and he in God. So this is good news. This is, you know, uh, what it looks like to be in Christ. And, and uh, as, as we are, um, you know, in Christ, remember I told you all sorts of things begin to take place in our lives. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that really sets us, begins the process of, of helping us on this journey of being disciples is um, this reality of, of being in him, um, and how God sees us because he sees us in, in him. The fancy $2 Christian word for this whole process is called justification. 
And, and uh, what it means to be justified is that God now sees you in Christ right now. God already sees you um, in Christ as though you, haven't, as, as though you don't have sin because he's seeing you in Christ. Um, uh, and so we, we have this whole process of being justified, which is this amazing thing. Because we know that, that we're not there yet. Right? I mean, the honest, we're, if we're honest, we know that we're still a work in progress. Uh, and we think, well, how can I be in the presence of a holy God? Because I still got some mess in my life. It's because in Christ, you're justified. That means he sees you in Christ. Through what Jesus did on the cross, God sees you right now, positionally, in Christ, as, as already made perfect, um, made whole. We know we're not, and, and so we struggle with that. The enemy would love to use that to beat us up. Because we're, we're a mess. And, and we go, well, I'm, I, I, I don't, how, can, how can God see me that way? It's because you've been justified in what Jesus has done. So God now chooses to see you in Christ. We're, we're a work in progress. That's another fancy word called sanctification. So, so we can't stay where we're at. The Holy Spirit is working in us and he's causing us to grow in him. And that's the process we go through until we go to be with Jesus or he comes to get us. And at that point in time, there's another fancy word that's called glorification. Then you're glorified. Then you're truly without sin. Not, you, not just positionally, it happens. You, you're, everything changes at that point. New eternal state, new eternal life. Everything's dealt with. Um, but, but even, so we have that coming, but, but because we're justified now, we live in it already. And that's what's so important for us to get as disciples. If we remain in Him, as we live this thing out in Him, then even though we know that we're still struggling in some areas, God is at work in us by His Spirit, moving us along in the journey. So the enemy can't beat us up with guilt and shame. And we continue to press in and grow in this process. So that, so that it should be a continual process. I, you know, I, I, I know that I'm different than I was 20 years ago. I know a lot of you and how different you are after, from where you came into this process and where you are now. Is, is striking I, and, and I don't think we often take time to look at the, the changes that have happened in us in the way that we not only relate in, you know not only the way that we understand ourselves but the way we're relating with other people and it's because we're, we're you know we've chosen to follow him and live for him and, and he's helping us by his spirit and we are in fact changing and growing and this is all part of it and it's only possible as we remain in him it's, it's only possible as this whole thing happens with us. Another part of that, and it sort of ties into what we talked about earlier, letter B, remaining in Him is doing what God says. 1 John 3, 24. Those who obey His commands live in Him, and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. So, so this whole process all begins to tie together then. We, we, are, um, we come to Christ. We believe that He's God's Son. We, we believe in what He's come to do and gone to the cross and defeated death on our behalf and, and rose again and, and that we've, we've chosen um, to, um, you know, celebrate that and to ask Him to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. Uh, and having done that now, God sees us already as justified because of what Jesus has done. He sees us in Christ. And, and even though we're still working through the mess, um, we're, we're already positionally where we need to be with, with God. Um, our relationship completely restored now and forever. Our love response to the, the amazing reality of all of that is, God, I just want to live this life for you. You know, Sometimes, I, you know, this is so amazing what God has done for us. The, the grace of God is so amazing 
that um, I, I think sometimes we, it's hard for us and we want to slip back into that rule thing and that performance thing, but there's no life there. It's all about moving from this love that he has for us that we love him back. And, and that loving him back is these things that we've talked about. Being his disciple is just these things that we've talked about. It's, it's all about, you know, uh, holding on to his teachings. It, it's, it's about loving one another well. Um, it's about remaining in him knowing that he's the son of God and what he's done for us and, and, and doing you know, what he says and that that's where we find life and, and as we move into that life and people see and, and they get it and, and, uh, and it impacts them as well so that's, uh, that's sort of what I was thinking about this week and I would encourage you to, to think about those things and again you know, if, uh, you know pick something if I were going to pick something to dwell on um, this week it, it would be, uh, well, there are two things. Am I continually trying to do the next right thing? That's a big part of it. But, you know, it, it ultimately, am I loving well? And we just talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but it's, it so quickly moves from us that I just think it's one of those things we need to be constantly reminded of. Am I loving well? And, 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 and you know, I, I hope you would join me in a, in a prayer that I pray all the time. Lord, would you, would you make that um, how... how that I, you know, move this thing out at the end of my race, whatever that looks like, God, that that, that would be, you know, sort of the mark that uh, that process happened. And it will be God that it happens. Um, and, and that's how it should be. If I could do it my own strength, I wouldn't need God. I need Him badly every day, every moment in order to continue to change. So think about that, what it means to be a disciple. But that's good for tonight. And... Um, if you're watching on the video, thanks for watching. We appreciate you doing that. If you need prayer, go to the website, hit the prayer page, and uh, we would be happy to pray for you. And we look forward to seeing you soon right here at the Vineyard. Come and visit us on Big Pine Key.